Hello, and welcome to the Learning to See podcast. I'm Jen Allward, your host, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Heather Stearns. She's an artist, teacher, mom, and student. One of her greatest joys is sharing experiences of the great outdoors with others and watching awe take root. On her website, bluemountainheatherarts.net, she writes, What would happen were we to become aware of the ways God lingers and waits for us around every corner, crack, and crevice of our landscape? Oh, I'm excited to invite you into this conversation about overcoming obstacles to art making and learning to see things differently as you spend time focusing on the details in the bits of nature around you. This conversation spilled over into our transformational studio time on Patreon, and since I can't resist sharing it with you, I created a little video on YouTube. You can find that link in today's show notes, along with the link to our Learning to See Studio membership opportunities that grant different levels of access to bonus content like videos, downloads, inspiring and helpful links, and reflection questions, etc. There's so much here for you. I'm excited you're here. Let's jump on in and see what inspiration lies just outside our doors. Hey, Heather. Hey, good morning. How are you today? Doing great. It has been such a busy month. Well, I'm so glad you're here, Heather. I'm really excited this worked out. I've been super inspired by your art and your comments and foundations. And you said that you're also in uh, Pillars with God Loves Art. So that's exciting. So for everyone out there listening, that's how Heather and I connected was Foundations of Ministry by uh, Jesse Nilo with God Loves Art. Really good course. And then we both signed up for the second round, which is Pillars. So good stuff there. But Heather's got some really cool art things going on. So for those listening who have not met you, can you introduce yourself? Say a little bit what you do, you know, like where you're from, do you have kids or dogs, or some of the art adventures that you're in the middle of would, I think, be really encouraging for people to hear. Okay. I'm Heather Stearns. I'm a teaching artist in southeastern Washington. Right now, I'm currently living in the Walla Walla area, so right in the foothills of the Blue Mountains. I've been living in southeastern Washington for, oh, probably close to 20 years now. Grew up in Idaho. My grandmother was an artist. I learned a lot of stuff from her had a lot of pressure from my family to do other things (laughs) instead. So I spent a lot of years doing other things. And then in 2017, I kind of felt like the Lord was really wanting to move me back into art. And I wasn't a fully professed Christian. I'd been going to church, but I was still like, you know, living the worldly lifestyle, you know, one foot in one pool and one foot in the other, you know, a line straddler there. And I would get into it a little bit and I'd start and then uh, kind of back off and do something else for a little bit and, you know, kind of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then in 2019, in January, took the plunge and got baptized. And almost within the month, the Lord basically gave me back my art. And all of a sudden I was creating at this level that I hadn't been since I was like a little kid. And of course, around that time, you know, is as is typical, when you become a Christian, you experience a lot of warfare and stuff. And so like, it was kind of chaos there for a while. Now I'm settled. I'm making art all the time. The Lord led me to Jesse Nilo's art school. And that's an interesting story I'd love to share a little bit later. I enrolled in the art ministry class, started taking art ministry and loved it and just really experienced this 
amazing renaissance in terms of my ability to, to focus and have clarity and really tap into that creative inspiration. As far as what I do, I'm still kind of in that phase where I'm just kind of exploring where I really want to go. My primary influence and inspiration is nature. So I started out doing a lot of nature journaling. You use like principles of scientific observation, which actually really works well for artistic observation as well. You just spend time in nature and you observe the world around you and then you record it in your journal and you can use words, diagrams, maps, you know, all kinds of things. And that was really kind of where I started ever since I was a little kid. I mean, I remember my favorite part of the whole like Indiana Jones movies was when Dr. Jones pulled out the little journal with and flipped it open and had like all the diagrams and the maps. And I mean, like, I love that stuff. And um, so that was my primary inspiration, you know, was it's like, well, I want to, you know, I love the idea of having this book of information and memories and all kinds of stuff. And that's kind of morphed into, I'm like, experimenting now with more abstract forms of art that tap into the nature inspiration and things like that. I'm just having a lot of fun experimenting, but the, the nature journaling was really kind of where I started out. And that was kind of like my gateway back into having a regular art habit. Wow. So many cool places we go from there. Do you have <laughs> some, maybe some tips for those that are out there, like observing in nature? Like, how do you go about doing that? Like, it's hard to corral my dogs on a walk or to get like a moment to like stop and actually look at something with my kids in tow or mm -hmm. some tips for how people could kind of bring that into their life. Yes. And I totally hear you on that because I have two boys. I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and they are very busy, like very busy. <laughs> It's, it's a challenge some days. What I started doing was because I remember the influence that my grandmother had on me when I was a kid, I tagged along with her to, to her art shows and craft fairs. And she was like, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm watching you for the weekend while your mom works. So here, here's the bag of little hooks you set up and hang all the pictures on the display easels while I'm doing that, you know, so it was like, I just got a lot of hands-on experience and that was really valuable to me, you know, and, and especially where I am now in my life, it's like, you know, I know a lot of stuff about setting up an art display and framing and all kinds of things because my grandmother included me. And so when I started getting into doing art myself, that really became an issue right off the bat is it's like, you know, you're trying to do something and the kids are like being kids and it's, it's a little bit of a, a challenge. And so when I sat down to think is like, how am I going to juggle being a mom and being an artist? It really became important to me to want to include them in the process. So what I actually did, I mean, initially I just was like, okay, let's go have an adventure. I would use that term, you know, an adventure. And part of that's because they're boys and they like to explore. And part of that's just, you know, cause that's how I am. And uh, they'd be, always be like, yeah, let's go for an adventure. And so then we would get in the car or, you know, grab our stuff and we would basically just go for a hike. And I would take my phone and take pictures. And because little kids, they don't have a lot of stamina. They're like, oh, I'm hungry. I want to stop. My legs are tired. Da -da. You know, they would want to take a break. And so I'd say, okay, let's find a shady spot and you guys can take a break. And they'd sit down and I would 
pull out the journal and start sketching. After they got a little bit older, and this is something that's really kind of came into play in the last couple years, because my, my kids, like, like I said, I got a six-year-old and eight-year-old, so they're still pretty young. But in the last uh, couple years, I put together um, small art kits for them. Actually, I've got one here. I put my son's name on it. And this is just a little canvas bag. It was really cheap. And then in it, they get a sketch pad that will fit inside. And then I have watercolor pencils and a couple water brushes and like a small pencil sharpener. And for a while I included some crayons in there, but they weren't really thrilled with the crayons. So the crayons disappeared after a while. And it all sits inside the bag. It zips shut. It's easy for them to hang on to. And since a lot of things happen with kids, sometimes they'll get to bickering <laughs> about, oh, that's mine. That's mine, Reno. Oh, you took mine. I made sure that like all the stuff in all the bags is all the same to kind of cut down on that. And then I like put their name on the bags. It's like, okay, this stuff is yours. This stuff is yours. You know, really cuts down on a lot of the bickering. And so now what we do when I, you know, say, hey, you know, let's go on an art adventure or, you know, let's go for a hike and take our stuff. They'll grab their bags and then we all go. And when they get tired, want to sit down, you know, because we, I try to split the time. Like I would love it if I could go out and just hike somewhere, set up, paint for like four hours. I mean, like that would be awesome. But like kids, you have to remember they, they have a short attention span. And so I try to split it like 50-50 that we get as much art practice as we do, you know, running around and hiking and, and climbing and stuff. And that's kind of a nice balance. It, it actually works pretty good for me and my crew. And so then, you know, whenever we stop, they'll sit down, they'll pull out their art stuff. Then we'll all do art together for a while. Like it was really hard for me to be able to be kind of relaxed about things, you know, cause it's like when I get into doing art, like I really want to focus on it. And it was really hard for me to back away from that. And you know, but now we have a nice sort of balance. And so when my kids are like, oh, we're done and they start getting really restless, I quickly get my stuff to a good stopping spot. And then we pack up and we move on. And because I take a lot of pictures on my phone, I can always come back to what I was working on later. And that helps a lot too. But that's, that's kind of how I balance that because it's, it's a little challenging sometimes. Right. I love several of those things. One is you set it up for success from the get-go with framing it as an adventure. Instead of you yeah. need to tag along and be quiet while mom does some art. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make an adventure. And then you included them in it by creating their own art kits, which good reminder to all of us, make it portable and fit in something with a zipper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, and you can change it. Like you said, you started with crayons. They didn't like mm -hmm. the crayons. So we pull them out and we put something new in to try. And the whole thing is an experiment, teaching them to experiment, teaching them to start mm -hmm. sitting and observing at the attention span that works for them. They're joining yes. you. Yes. You're accommodating their attention span, their need to get ants out of the pants, so to speak, get some energy out sometimes, and to explore the world around them in all of the ways, how we move in it, how we look at it, where we sit in it. And when we, you know, paying attention to ourselves of when is it time to get up and move a little bit, and then increasing your flexibility as well, Of it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I don't have to yes. go out and be a plain air artist and do it all in, you know, one setting and I have to do it all outside. Nope, I can take pictures and when it's time to move, just kind of quickly get to a decent stopping point. Yeah. Because we can come back. 
can use our pictures as reference. And the, there's the benefit of just being outside. There's the benefit of making art outside. Yes. Have you noticed because of all these different variables that that changes how you make art or the speed at which you make art or like what you put on your paper first? Uh, I, I would say that it does a little bit. I've learned how to sketch things really quickly. I don't have a lot of time to sit and ponder how I'm going to do something. Like I, I find that I tend to pick something fairly quickly. And then when I look at it, I aim for, you know, like the, the big things of interest, the things that immediately jump out to me. And then like, I learn how to sketch those out really quick. I work a lot with pencil or fountain pen in my journals. And then I will oftentimes like add color later. I carry a small watercolor kit with me and I'll do that later after the fact. So like this weekend, my husband took our youngest with him for some one-on-one -on -one time. And so me and my older son went on a hike. It was kind of funny, you know, he had his sketch kit. I had my actual plein air painting box and everything and was doing like the acrylic, you know, stuff. And so a little bit different for me. And he sits down, he gets settled. Here's a, a picture of him sitting outside. He's got his sketch stuff in his lap and he's working. And he sits down, he looks at me and he says, mom, I'm going to be done before you because <laughs> he sat there, he, he was watching me, you know, I'm setting up my tripod and I'm hooking the box on top and everything. And, and he's just like, I'm going to be done before you, you know, like it's all about the competition. <laughs> what a special moment. I'm glad you caught him in that moment with your camera, just enjoying yeah. the sunshine and then throwing a little fun. I'm going to be done. Before oh yeah. You. Well, it was funny because he, he turned back to his stuff after making that, that snarky little comment. And so then I whipped out my phone and took a picture of him and he stops. He looks at me and says, you take a picture of me. I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> we try to make it fun. I'm a teaching artist. I'm also an educator and I'm working on my master's degree for humanities and being able to teach art in a more structured setting. And the big thing for me is wanting to make this accessible because the arts are so, they're so important and they help so much with so many things in our lives, whether it's emotional processing or self-expression or helping us tap into like what our identity is. And I mean, there's, there's so many benefits and a lot of kids are just not getting the access that I feel like they really need. And, and a lot of the, the reasons that they're not getting the access is because a lot of times it's viewed as something that's a little bit more inaccessible. Too much time to set up. Oh, it's so messy. It's so, you know, it's so this, it's so that, you know, oh, I don't like to clean up. You know, I don't like to get involved with this. And I mean, I understand all that because I'm the same way. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, when my kids come home from school and the art stuff gets spread out all over my kitchen floor to the point where like, I can't even walk through it. Like it's overwhelming. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's overwhelming. And so I get that. I felt like if we could solve the issues of accessibility, like the benefits would far outweigh. That's kind of what led me to develop the portable art kit. So it's a lot easier to just kind of get involved. Yeah. And get, I even love how you eliminated part of that obstacle in our supply list for today. You say a journal and a pen or a pencil. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's not a lot to carry around. Yeah, <laughs> mine is just a leather cover. And then like, it's got the book in it. And then it's got little pen loops where I can just stash my pens. And then it just folds up into a nice little thing. Look and it that. fits in my backpack in the fall when I'm wearing bigger coats, like it'll stash in a pocket. It's so easy and quick to 
to hang on to, you know, and I don't have to have, you know, like all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do you find also, this is something that I have found personally is when I simplify my materials, like really limit it, like only bring the pencil or only bring the pen. I actually can relax better and just make do instead of worrying about, Oh, how can I get that color to match? Or is that the right value? Or <laughs> Yes. Yes. I, I function so much better. And I feel like I tap into my creativity more when mm. my palette is really limited because yeah, because it's like, if you get too many choices, it's like you have choice paralysis almost. Yes. It's like, Oh no, you know? And then when, when I've got a lot of art supplies in front of me in the past, I have really struggled with, you know, like I'll start doing one thing and then about halfway through, I'll be like, Oh no, I don't like this. You know, let's do something, you know? And then I spend all my time like switching this, switching that, you know, hard to, hard to focus in on something. Having that ability to simplify things down does make things a lot easier because then it's like, all you've got is your pencil and your pen. And sometimes I like to carry a water brush with me because the, the pencil that I carry is actually water soluble. So I can sketch or I can use it to create like washes. And yes. that's just, that's like simple. And it's, you know, it helps a lot because then yeah. you're focused on what's, you know, what you're actually looking at rather than, you know, what's, what's going on <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah. I love that. It allows that creativity to come out in a different way when you have almost no decisions to make. Like, yeah. We're going to make this work. And would you say that's one of the benefits of making art this way? And even just of making art, of learning to just deal with what you have in front of you, like to observe the tree or the flower in front of you and use the material you have, whatever it is, to somehow get it on the paper. And yes. if you only have so much paper, I mean, I'm like thinking, how could you super limit yourself? You could just bring one piece of paper with you and say, or one little canvas and say, whatever I make is gonna be on this canvas. So if I don't like what's happening, how do I change it? So I like it, like increasing that flexible thinking. And I would agree with that. I mean, there's the phrase, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, like I find that I do my best work when I don't have a lot of stuff at my disposal, because then it kind of nudges me into being able to think outside the box. Mm. I, I remember a, a story. If you really get into nature journaling, John Muir Laws is the guy who kind of initially developed this whole nature journaling movement. And he has a story where it was one of his first trips to Africa and he gets over there. He gets out into the wilderness area over there to go do some journaling and finds out that he didn't have any pencil. And he was like, how am I going to do this? And it was like, he didn't have a pencil. He was limited on the number of pages. He's like, what am I going to do? And he found a ballpoint pen from his hotel room. And he was like, well, I guess we're going to do that. And then he found out he really loved using ballpoint pen because they're ubiquitous. If you forget it, you know, run down to the local business. They've probably got freebies that they're just giving away, you know, and right. you don't even have to go to the dollar store. You can probably right? get a freebie somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's out there in the, in the middle of the wilderness is like, well, there's no art store anywhere where I could get any stuff. So how am I going to make this work? And then it's like, you know, oh yeah, well the hotel gave me a couple of these, you know, freebie pens. And it turns out with ballpoint because it's pressure sensitive, 
he was able to use it in a way that mimicked how he would normally sketch with a pencil. And then the ink doesn't bleed when he would do his watercolor over top. And so now it's like a staple in his sketch bag because of that one experience. We see stuff like that happen all the time. I've experienced stuff like that. You get out there and you're like, oh, I forgot this or I forgot that. Have to make how are we going to problem solve? <laughs> yeah. What would you say are the other benefits of art in general and doing the nature journaling? I feel like it helps so many different areas. For me personally, last year I was diagnosed with ADHD, which explains a lot about how I relate to the world. I'm like, oh my gosh, my life finally makes sense. Um, <laughs> but, but for me, having the outlet of the art really helped me be able to cultivate the ability to focus. And it also helps a lot with like emotional regulation. You know, because like if I'm stressed out, if I sit down and grab some paper and start doodling or sketching or something, like it helps me regulate. And I'm seeing my oldest son, the one that I shared the picture of earlier, he was also recently diagnosed with ADHD. And I noticed the same benefits with him. If I give him some modeling clay to work with or say, hey, let's go outside and do some sketching or something, you know, he'll sit down and it's like, you know, it helps him be able to, to regulate in the, in the same way. I feel like those are very important. And then just the ability to express. I went through a, a time in my life when I wasn't really in a position where I could speak up and advocate for myself in certain areas. And it was, it was very difficult, essentially, having my voice silenced a bit. And having the ability to make art, I attribute to the fact that, I mean, that's the reason why I'm as healed and happy and healthy as I am today is because even though I was in a position where I couldn't speak out about things, I still had an outlet to be able to express those emotions on the paper and, you know, yeah. get, get that stuff out and process it. And I feel like that, that is somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now benefits of nature journaling, green time. Oh my gosh, green time. <laughs> Not screen time, green time. Green time, yeah. They're doing studies for people with ADHD. They're finding that a couple hours of green time a day are far better at regulating symptoms of ADHD than medication. Studies, I saw the studies last week on Attitude Magazine, ADD Attitude Magazine, and the effects last over the course of the day. Like if they get a couple hours in the morning, it has longevity too. And that's really fascinating for me because, you know, and I feel like those benefits there are even applicable for other people too, because I mean, we're, we're on our phones a lot. We're inside. I mean, let's, let's be honest. We're staring at a computer a lot, especially after the last three years and being able to get outside, you know, get moving, connect with nature. And for me, I know that my relationship with God is really entwined with how I relate to nature. He made everything. He, he called it good. And when I'm outside taking part in appreciating his creation, it helps me feel closer to him. I find it easier to pray. I find it, you know, like I find that um, awe of God, that wonder, you know, like rekindled on the inside of me. 
that's something that I find really important. I mean, especially in my life as a Christian and also my artistic practice too, to have that, that ability to tap into that sense of wonder. That is huge. Our family used to go downhill skiing when I was growing up in Blessfield to do that. And it was always so fun to get off the chairlift at the top of a mountain. And you, we just had to pause and look because it's such a different perspective. And yeah, that all washes over you. And it's like looking up at the night sky when you can see the yeah. stars and it's clear and how tiny and insignificant you can feel, but it almost makes me feel like calmer and safer to know like, mm-hmm. it's big out there and the colors look different outside than on a screen. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and then it's like, and even the, the details too, you know, I mean, it, scripture talks about how he can count the hairs on her head and he knows if we lose one, you know, and the, the fact that you know, like there's scripture where he talks about, you know, like he delights in every aspect of our lives. And so for me, walking out in nature and taking a moment to appreciate, you know, something as simple as like a ladybug on a leaf or the way that certain flowers have certain colors and things. I mean, it it just really kind of drives home that if he cares this much for like, you know, the sparrows in the field, or the way the lilies look, you know, then it's like, how much more does he care for me? Yeah. Looking at the details of those tiny little bugs and leaves and petals. And you're like, if he puts this much energy into getting this finely tuned, this thing that lasts for maybe a couple days. Yeah. New perspectives. Yeah. The scale of time too is fascinating because last month we hiked, there's a place about an hour away from here called Twin Sisters Rock. Okay. And it's uh, an interesting place. It's got like some Native American legends attached to it and things like that. It's right down where the highway comes up to where the Columbia goes down river. And you hike up this hill and you come up into this kind of plateau-ish area and off to the side are these two giant basalt pillars and they're huge. They're absolutely huge. Two pillars on top of this mountain. They're called, you know, the twin sisters. And you can hike all the way up on top of those pillars. And uh-huh. there's the, the, the central column. And then there's like a ledge around there. And so you can hike up onto the ledge and, and it overlooks the uh, Columbia on the one side. And then it looks back across the, the plateau on the other. And you know, me and my kids are standing up there and my kids are like, you know, well, how old is, is this, you know, and just thinking about the fact that it's like those rock pillars probably, I mean, they survived the flood of Noah, most likely, you know, and it's like the fact they that are old. Yes. And it's like, and, and to realize, to stand up there and realize that at one point, like they were co- completely covered in land like dirt under there and then the flood would have washed away the dirt and they were the ones that remained I mean it's like you stand up there and you're just like like it totally I mean my kids were like oh my gosh you know thinking about how much water that would have been to move that much dirt away from them and then the fact that those rocks still stood there like it just you know it's amazing like it creates that sense of like you just begin to grasp that understanding of like the grandeur and the the hugeness of God. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
do you have for those watching and i mean those listening won't be able to see these but those for those who will be able to watch the videos can we see some of your sketching or do you have any mm -hmm. ideas you know some pointers for us who'd like to grab a pen or a pencil and go outside in nature and start observing yes uh, the pointers for how to get started yeah yep yeah i've got i've got a website and uh it's blue mountain heatherarts.net and the mountain is abbreviated mtn and actually at the end of next month i'm doing an online workshop called uh getting started sketch outside and i'm gearing it more towards the people with kids whether your grandparents looking after your grandkids or whether your parents who just you know want to start an art habit you know whether whether you're an artist whether you're a ranked beginner and i'm going to go through what it takes the things you sort of need to pack how to kind of get started building this habit where you're you're getting outside and i'm going to talk about art supplies you know how to pack trail safety you know things things like like a lot of stuff and then how to yeah. engage your kids with it too and and build that habit as well yeah isn't this a great conversation with heather if you enjoyed it, make sure you sign up for Transforming Studio Time this month, where we'll get a sneak peek inside her journal and even more insights about how nature journaling impacts her spiritual life and her life in general, and how you can engage in this too, for transformation in your own life through art making. Well, thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing all you did. And we'll get the links in the write-up that I provide with the video. So I might be emailing you for a few of those links, like to your course and maybe a couple of your favorite. I know don't use the art supplies as an obstacle, but maybe if you'd be willing to share just a couple links of your ultimate favorite, yeah. the art kit or something that would be fun to share with people. Yeah, by all means. Great. Well, thanks. Well, have a good day. Thank you. Yeah, it was a pleasure. We'll see you again. See ya.